Hey, Saray, how's it going? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. So I'm wearing my rain parade shirt today, but we're not talking. Well, we're we're talking to somebody that is part of rain parade. Yes, we are, but who also, by his own accord and with a different with a different group, has a new release. Why yes. don't you let everyone know who is joining us today? Yes, yeah, so we're talking to uh, multi instrumentalist Derek C, uh, who has released uh, this new album by the name of the Gentle Cycle Landslide Eyes. Beautiful pressing there. Oh my gosh, this thing yeah. is gorgeous. So uh, we've got Derek coming on the show and we're going to be talking a little bit about landslide eyes. It's beautiful. So I say we jump into it. Let's go. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. Hey, Derek, how's it going? Going all right. How are you? We're doing fine. I'm trying to figure out how to get my video. Oh, here we go. Oh, there you uh, are. Yeah. Hey. Live and in person. Hi, Soraya. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. First of all, we need to talk about many things today, but okay. really good for our listeners. Derek C has joined us today. <laughs> uh, this is an absolute beauty, not just aesthetically, <laughs> but it is a beauty of a listen. Oh, thank you. So thank you so, so much uh you and roger for giving us this gift yeah oh you're welcome derek we had you on before when we were talking about the band's self-titled album the gentle cycle but we wanted to talk to you today about your newest release landslide eyes as we were showing before and the gorgeous vinyl yeah. which we'll talk about the different varieties in a little bit but um our understanding about the recording of landslide eyes is pretty unique um Unfortunately, we experienced in this worldwide pandemic and our understanding is you started the process of recording prior to the pandemic, the pandemic hits and bam. So you have a very unique recording process for this album. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, basically we started recording, um, I think it was September, August or September, 2019. And we had just finished the basic tracks with the whole band in the at the end of february 2019 or 2020 rather so we finished the we got all the basic tracks done and then it was lockdown so we we had we had also digitized everything from the analog multi-tracks Luckily, because at the time I wouldn't have had a way to do that without without Roger's gear. So we had everything digitized. And then after a few months of just wondering what to do, we realized that we could work remote and finish things up. And I ended up buying some some gear that allowed me to to record at home um, in the digital medium. And Roger and I just kept sharing files back and forth and ideas uh, as far as piecing everything together and the sequencing. And 
one song was completely re-recorded somehow I don't even understand how we did it but we did <laughs> but we did it and one song wasn't even part of the original lineup of the record but it got added to it um just as we were we were putting things together we realized that it that it should have should have been there so we had a lot of time to um to finesse it and get it get it finished and it was it was great because it it really gave us something positive to do while, you know, the world was in slow motion. Yeah. So Derek, do you think that that this unique process had any impact on the final sound of the album? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was, I did as I was writing the songs for it, I had, I had envisioned it to have all of the little instrumental link pieces that put the, that, you know, kind of bind everything together, but we added a lot to it that we probably wouldn't have if we would have, if we wouldn't have had the time to do it. Okay. A lot of, we, you know, we kind of worked through a lot of ideas, some things we didn't use, some, some things we did, but since we weren't working on any kind of schedule, we felt like we could take as much time to, um, to finish it which that takes some discipline because if it could have easily become something where we never finished it because of, because of the lack of limitations, but I tend to be more of the let's get it done type, whereas Roger is slower and more methodical. So it works well because it, you know, my bad tendency is I tend to rush things, which Roger's really good at keeping me grounded with that and also working with rain parade is it's is also very good with keeping me in focus with remembering that it's okay to spend more time on things nice so I'm, I'm thankful to have both of the both inspirations nice so I have a follow-up question to that um knowing that by February of 20 you had all the basic tracks then this this completely different process comes in and allows you and Roger to kind of expand and think a little more. When did you know, okay, we're done? <laughs> um, I guess it would have been beginning of summer 2021 when we realized that we were done. We'd, we'd gone through dozens of rough mixes and we changed the order around and it, it really became like a jigsaw puzzle by that point to figure out which mixes we liked the best. And we, I'd pretty much had the order figured out. So that, that was, you know, that, that was taken care of, but it was just getting the right versions of the songs together. And uh, we did it and we did it by me standing outside of the window of his recording room and listening to things and talking that way versus wow versus you know how we've been doing it which is going back and forth with you know with texts and files it so we weren't in the same room because we hadn't been fully vaccinated yet but we really wanted to get everything finished so we did it in a way that felt safe and also 
creative. Nice. Wow. That's very, very unique, very unique Completely. approach. So speaking of unique, um, and Soraya and I have two separate questions that kind of go hand in hand. Um, you're mentioning sequence. I'm a freak for album sequencing. I am a total album guy rather than a single guy. Um, this album uh, flows. There's there's definitely um, a flow that both sides, it's almost like two suites, um, I guess you could call it, side A being one, side uh, B or side two being another. And you mentioned the little musical interludes that are in there. So it's, it's almost like a, um, it definitely has ebbs and flows to it um how important was it to you to to make that album flow in the sequence that it is and Soraya has a follow-up question with the digital release that goes I think hand in hand with this question okay um it was it felt like it was the most important artistic decision I'd ever made because I I pretty much went into this thinking that this is going to be the last album that of my music that I ever do Wow. Because, I mean, there's a lot of factors. Um, the, the big one now is that it takes so damn long to get vinyl pressed. So I, I just can't see waiting a year again to, to have a record made. So I think the future is just going to be releasing tracks as we, as we finish them. So I figured since this is the last hurrah as far as an album, let's really make an album. Like from that 69 to 73 kind of period where it to really listen to it you have to sit down with it and hear the whole thing or listen to it the way that that we intended it to be listened to i agree i agree so to to link on to that derek what i found really interesting is that you did something you and Roger did something that other artists haven't done. And that is you included the vinyl mixes as uh, on the digital. If you go to their Bandcamp page and look at the digital album, the last two tracks are side one and side two Yeah, with vinyl mix. And other, other artists have said, no, I want the vinyl to be a separate. That way they're distinct. What led you and Roger to include that for fans? It just, it felt important to do that because... I mean, there's several reasons. Like if somebody listens to it on, on you know, that one streaming service that shall not be named, right. <laughs> we, you can't hear the vinyl mix. You just hear the individual songs. But I definitely didn't want it to be, I mean, thinking the first thing that pops into my mind is when I was a kid and I got The Wall by Pink Floyd on CD before I got the vinyl. And the CD... It's, it's really a jarring listen if you want to hear one track because there's usually some kind of abrupt cutoff from the previous track because of the way that it was sequenced and crossfaded. So I definitely didn't want people to experience that. So we have the separate songs that can be listened to without anything jarring. But for the digital-minded folks that buy the download from Bandcamp, that don't want vinyl, they can hear how we intended it, regardless of you know whether they're you know whether they're playing playing the record or not. Because it's we felt that it was just such an important part of the listening experience. We wanted wanted people to have that option. Thank you. 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, for sure. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So I know, Jeff, you let's start with your question about the song, the songs that you and I have been talking about for <laughs> for a while. Okay. okay. Yeah, there's been a few of them. So yes. one thing that um, Soraya and I have been talking about, uh, Derek, since we both received Landslide Eyes is the title track. Um, and it's sibling, actually. <laughs> So um, um, on one side, you have landslide eyes. On the other side, you have eyes landslide, which Soraya and I assumed before we dropped the needle that it was going to be a, that song played in reverse and maybe ah. played over um, because of the flip on the title. Um, we were very, were very interested in why the band decided to take um, the title track of the song and make um, a unique version of it for the flip side. Uh, it just felt like it as I was writing it, it felt like it could have gone two different ways. It could have, you know, been the, the quiet version or it could have been the loud version. And I've always loved how on uh, Neil Young's Rust Never Sleeps, there's my, my, hey, hey, and hey, hey, my, my. Okay. So it's a nod to that. You know, there's starting off the album, there's the great, you know, acoustic, version of the song and then the album ends with the full-blown fuzzed out you know crazy horse version wow. and to me that's just so it's such a powerful thing on an album and kind of wanted to do that and it also felt like with the in the sequencing it felt right to do that because it felt like it got to a certain you know energy peak by by putting it in that place Ah, very good. I find it really interesting, Derek, because this was something Jeff and I were talking about with these two songs, Landslide Eyes and Eyes Landslide. But the fact that the album ends with Mercury Twins, I I was wondering, it seems like there's a lot of duality as a running theme and mirroring. And I'm just wondering, is that just me as a listener or is that somewhere no you you're very perceptive it's um you know this is this is getting personal and this is getting into you know kind of the more um, eccentric odd sides of my personality but the record is about two people who are astrologically gemini's mm -hmm. so there's the duality of the gemini in astrology and that duality extending into their relationship. Got it. Wow. When Soraya brought that up in an earlier discussion that we were having, um, we usually like to talk about the releases that we have coming up. And she mentioned the, and bringing in Mercury Twins and the, this whole duality of the album. 
it it blew my mind, Derek. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm a simple man, so uh, <laughs> uh, it's just it, it's it's beyond. Uh, just thinking about the what was put into um, the thought process uh, put into this album, it's just incredible. Thank you. Well, not just you know that there's some real wonderful thought thought and energy brought into this. But I also want to ask about um, some of the sounds. So um, in some of the press for The Gentle Cycle, you've mentioned your love of vintage equipment. Can you talk about its importance to you as an artist and also where, uh, how that was incorporated into this album? Because we hear a lot of different things going on. Yeah, well, there's, there's also the duality of vintage equipment and modern technology on this record. Mm. So, and that is also a big part of the, of the whole concept that you're the first person to kind of get that, that has expressed that to me. Um, Roger felt like I was too, I was very rooted in the past, you know, as far as sounds. And he was conscious of that but I explained pretty early on that, no, no, it's okay. Let's, <laughs> let's not think of any limitations on, on anything that we're doing. And if we go for something that's, that's you know, not a real instrument, that's fine. If it, if it fits and it doesn't sound out of place. But the, I mean, the core of everything is guitar, bass, drums. But there's also, I mean, there's also some keyboards. There's some, you know, tremolo treatments that he did that are completely you know synthesizer generated um the melodica on um seashell blue is not a real melodica it's it's um the native instruments program oh wow so yeah so we um we didn't stop with any you know any kind of preconceived notion of it has to be the way that it that a record was made in 1970 you know we're looking back to the past but adding in the present ah, i love that i love that <laughs> um derek um in 2019 the band released a single ivy um on 13 o'clock records um and then the, the song ivy appears uh, a version of the song appears on the general cycle album landslide eyes Can you talk to us a little bit about the song super vibey i love this love this tune thanks um it goes that song goes back a long way i recorded that song on an acoustic disc that i did that barely anybody has ever heard um around i think 2013 and it was one of those songs that i'd always wanted it's the only song of mine that i'd ever wanted to redo 
and because it I was never happy with the original recording and it felt like it had more potential as a song that I wanted to realize. So when we did the single version, I'd already had it mapped out that we were going to do the Spacey album version in addition to that. But with the single, when 13 o'clock asked us to do a single for us, I thought, well, let's do like a total blowout 1966, you know, who small faces kind of thing and so that was the that was the premise with that and uh once again it goes back to the whole landslide eyes eyes landslide of presenting an idea in two radically different ways now that you mentioned 13 o'clock records i i'm gonna go off a little bit so landslide eyes gets released on 300 mics and we were curious how um, how you got connected with 300 mics to release uh, Landslide Eyes? Um, the guy behind 300 mics is a, is a really good friend of mine. And he, when he heard, I shared it with him when we finished it. And um, he was really into it. And um, he told me, you should really shop this to some labels because this is, you know, this is pretty, pretty cool. And I said, well, if you, I'd be really happy if you put it out, if, you know, if you wanted to do that. And he said, let me think about it. And it turned out his wife loved it also. And his wife encouraged him to release it. Oh, nice. So that's, that's how that came to be. Uh. Excellent. Derek, I had a question while I was listening to the album. Um, and um, as a wannabe musician myself, the idea of the role of a producer has come up um, in my personal life lately. And um, having something produced by somebody in the band versus an outside producer. Did you ever consider looking to an outside producer to record? No, <laughs> we, we, we haven't. Um, luckily, luckily with Roger and I, we have a, a good working relationship okay. and he is not afraid to tell me his opinion on things, you know, something that I might have an idea about. He may have an alternate idea and I respect him enough to where I, I hear him clearly because a lot of times self-produced releases, you know, there can, there's a lot of ego involved in that, which can be okay. You know, there's, you think of somebody like Emmett Rhodes, who was playing every instrument self-produced and he put out some really great records, but a lot of times having an outside opinion that that's not in the band is, is great and, and works really well. But for the, I mean, if somebody if somebody approached us and said, "Hey, let's tr let me I want to try to produce something for you," I'd consider it. You know, it's it's not like we're completely locked in the this mindset of we have to control everything. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it's something that's come up uh, a few times with projects that I've been involved with, and um, I've always been against it personally. But m more recently, I'm thinking, well, maybe an outside view is sometimes a good. A, a good idea. Anyways, I wanted to run that by you and see what you thought. So sure, I appreciate that. Um, Derek, I've shared with you when I first listened to the album, 
Um, a lot of these songs really stand out for me, but Seashell Blue is one that I don't, something about it just really grabs me. Um, and it's thanks. It's it's definitely the vibe. And uh, Soraya and I had mentioned um, when we were first talking about it, but like in a nutshell, how do you describe this album? Vibe is one of the things that both of us mentioned in our in our short lists. Um, and Seashell Blue is very very vibey and um, very soft. Um, something about it really grabs me. Can you talk about putting together the song and what it means to you? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, I think to the music fanatic that hears it, it's pretty obvious where the inspiration came from. You know, it, it has that 60s West Coast, Southern California, birds kind of feel, you know, with that. But I intentionally didn't play 12 string electric on it because oh. <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't want it to go completely full on imitation. Okay. But you know, between the harmonies and the whole kind of swing and jangle, it's, yeah, it's, it's us doing love or the birds in 1965, 66 with, with our own kind of spin on it. Interestingly enough, and going back to the conversation that you were talking about earlier with the vintage vibe versus the newer vibe, I also can feel like a, um, even like a, a modern day indie vibe um, as well as that that um, West Coast 60s thing. It kind of incorporates both, I would say. Yeah, well, I, I listened to a lot of new music and, ne you know, never, never stopped. So there's, you know, there's going to be influences from, from all over. So, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Love that tune. Thank you. I wanted to ask about one song that, I've listened to it a few times and the song has struck me as of late and it's Thank You Mother Artists. I just want to know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing about the vision that you and Roger had for this album and the message you wanted to share. And, uh, but this song, this track in particular, I just want to know where was, where was the motivation for this or why did this need to be shared? I um, like it. Oh, thanks. It's well, it, it's, um, it goes back to my mom being both a visual artist and a musician and how that's impacted my life. And it also relates to the other half of the Mercury twins that's a mom that is an artist and watching her with her daughter and how that has impacted her life, her daughter's life, and also how 
amazed I am to see it and how powerful it is for a child. So that's, that's where that comes from. Thank you. I love some of those, those little inter instrumental interludes that yes. you've added to yes. in between. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I get a little bit of um, white album vibe with those here and there, just a, a little bit. And well, that's, you're definitely um, winning me over for life, Jeffrey, <laughs> with a compliment like that. Well, Derek, there's, a, there's also, the one that's not obvious would be there's a lot of Zappa in that because, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of him up to a certain era and he was known to repeat melodic themes and incorporate bits from other songs into other tracks. And I find that fascinating. So the interludes have something from the song that follows it in, in every case. There's some kind of melodic element that relates. Interesting. So can we ask, which is the one track that was added? Run the other way. Yeah, that that's one that that's one that I finished writing and recorded on my own um, pretty early in the pandemic. Uh -huh. And Roger said, let me add drums to that and let's put it on the album. And we ended up having to do some editing to get it to where it would fit on the vinyl side to to squeeze that song on. But what was edited out isn't missed. <laughs> so it's okay it ended up working out for the best too because it, it was just yeah it, it was all it was all superfluous in the grand scheme of things when there was a song that he felt should be on the album so we we made it happen okay and it's pretty significant it closes outside one side a so yeah 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 thank you all right, Derek. Well, we appreciate you coming on to talk about Landslide Eyes. So we want to know, could we expect to hear any of these songs live at any point? Uh, we know that you've been on, you've been playing some yeah. shows recently, um, backing up some very good artists, and it's got to be great being on the stage again. We, we want to hear some of these songs live, Derek. It, it, that's the question of the hour, okay. and we're, we're trying to figure it out, you know, okay. if, if we want to do it. Um, to be honest, I mean, as great as it is playing shows, it's also very strange to be playing shows and it feels, I mean, to be completely candid in some ways, it feels irresponsible to be playing with, especially with the way that COVID is ramping up again. And, um, you know, so many tours are being canceled in the last few weeks. And I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, very but true, very true. I, I do love playing live and, you know, playing some shows this year has reminded me of how magical it is 
to, to do that and connect with audiences and see friends. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping more than anything that things are going to cool out again with, with COVID and that it's safe to do it. Yeah. Definitely safety first. Uh, we want to yeah. make sure yes. everybody's healthy and safe and yeah, we miss seeing live shows. Yes. Yeah. It's um, all right. So we need to ask for our listeners because we've seen some of your posts that only a few of these beautiful, I mean, this is really, it's a work of art. I, so I think, I think that one's gone now, right? They're the, the purple. Yeah. The purple ones, there's, but yeah, they're sold out now, but okay. that's not the only version available. Right. So right. 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 There's the green vinyl issue available from 300 mics. And there's the black vinyl that should be around for quite a while. All right. And then we're not going to mention, you know, the, the streaming service that shall not be named, but yeah. where can our listeners go find this release, previous releases? Where's the best place for them to go? Uh, Bandcamp is the best place for sure. Okay. And as I always say, I would rather people listen to it for free on Bandcamp than listen to it on Spotify. But it is on Spotify because in 2022, unless you're a massive artist, the only way you're going to get heard is having it there. So it's with mixed emotions that, that it's there, but we, we really don't have a logical choice in it. So we'll encourage everyone, go to Bandcamp, listen to it there, purchase it there, and um, support the artists. And then in the future, if, if um, it's, so from what you said at the beginning, it sounds like in the future, Gentle Cycle will be releasing tracks and anything else you want to share. But, yeah. But long form. Yeah. Yeah. Unless something changes it, this this will be the last one then more motivation go by that beautiful green black or anywhere but just not <laughs> spotify <laughs> right Screw them. yeah Screw them but uh derek we can't thank you enough this is really a wonderful wonderful album and we can't rave enough about it thank you that means so much to me you two have been so supportive and it uh, it's I never forget how much it means when people support because with us it's all word of mouth there's you know we can't afford to hire publicists we can't you know we can't tour I'm hoping we can play a few shows but you know so many bands even on the indie level are financially backed and they're getting they're having people pay for plays on Spotify and they're having you know they have the two thousand dollar a shot publicist sending it out to pitchfork and you know the whole thing but we don't have that but we do have word of mouth and the fact that people like it enough to share pictures of them playing the record it's huge you know i don't know if i don't know if people understand how big that is but it's the best thing that any of us can do for for artists is to is to share the music in that way wow we absolutely love it so 
we just we feel like we just have to share and absolutely and we Thank really you. appreciate you Derek taking time to talk to us about this because Yes. We're, we Anytime. talk about it with each other, so we're, we're glad that somebody who knows knows something about it is willing to share with us. So, thank you, thank you. Stay healthy, stay well. You too. And we're uh, wherever you play, just know that we're supporting you, and hopefully, we'll be in the audience too. <laughs> thank you. Take care of yourself. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. 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 Soraya, so it sounds like this uh, translucent purple version that we have um, is limited at this point, but um, the music on uh, the black vinyl version, black and green, green version from 300 mics, um, and, or digitally, uh, like we have mentioned earlier, it, it's really interesting that the band um, released the full side versions, um, the vinyl master versions that come along. And that's not an extra charge that you get that when you purchase the album digitally or if you buy through Bandcamp, um, which is one of the things that I personally like about using Bandcamp is you can download digital versions, um, yes. which is a great feature. And again, as Derek mentioned, you can have a free listen on Bandcamp. So instead of supporting Spotify. Spotify does not support artists, but rather go to Bandcamp, support the artists there, listen to it there. As he said, I prefer that they listen to it for free there than other place. But okay, Jeff, so I have to ask you, what are, give me four of your favorite tracks. I mean, this, this album has 14 tracks and digitally, it has the extra two, which are the side one and side two of the vinyl mixes. So I'm just considering tracks one through 14 from, from this bad boy. Yeah. So definitely Ivy and Seashell Blue. Ivy. Okay. Seashell Blue is my favorite. Seashell Blue. Um, I like the opening track, like December is Bold. Yes. And, the guitars on that are absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. It's a great opening track. And then the closing track, Mercury Twins. Mercury Twins. Okay. And so you? we... So, like December is Bold, track one. Nice. I like Celestial Stride. Nice. Yeah, that's track four. Super Psyche. I really like that one. I like Run the Other Way, the added track. Oh, wow. I really like that. Let Me Look at the Sun, track nine. Sanctuary Dreams, track 10. Seashell Blue. And like I mentioned, Thank You, Mother Artist. I really like that track. It's I don't know. It's vibing with me right now. And then Mercury Twins. Uh, I think you went, sorry, you, you mentioned almost every track. Well, sorry. Okay. I like the album. <laughs> nice. I like the album. And, you know, and of course the, the title track is yes. pretty dang awesome. Yeah. And um, it's very cool that they uh, split that, those two versions and hearing about that and how it ties into I, track. Good catch. I love the story behind this album. I really do. And I think the I think knowing that the pandemic, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot. The pandemic has been, you know, both blessing and curse. Because the curse was, you know, our lives as we knew it at that time just kind of stopped and a lot of things were taken away in the name of safety and public health, right? But at the same time, we were given 
there were some silver linings there. And like Derek said, you know, now Roger and I had time. And, you know, but everything was done. February of 2020 was all done, the basic tracks. But it gave them time and look at what came out, you know, and as he said, it gave us something really positive to work on during a really tough time globally, you know. And I, and I think, but I appreciated his honesty saying, I'm a person that I tend to rush things, but now I had time to slow down and listen. And, and the fact that he and Roger finished the, <laughs> finished the album or, you know, listened to that final mix via a window, you know, yeah, one right. outside, one inside. I mean, yeah. that is... <laughs> To me, you know, that's that's the essence of the meaning of of art is that nothing gets in the way when you have a message to share, you know, <laughs> you know, one outside, one inside. I just found it amazing. Yeah. And uh, you and I, you and I agree that this is a, a good, a really good album, a solid, solid album. And it's really a beautiful listen. Yeah. And they've yeah. given us a lot to listen to, yeah. you know, yeah. instrumentally, uh, lyrically. Yeah, super vibey, super vibey. Uh, incredible, incredible. And, you know, I think Derek and Roger, if this is the last long, long form album from, from The Gentle Cycle, yeah, don't get me started because I'll, I'll I'll get crying too. But if this is this is it, Chef's Kiss, it really is a beautiful album from start to finish. Yeah, and I was sharing with you before we started the conversation. I believe how uh, my wife and I, Christina, we were driving out from Southern California to Yuma to visit some family members, and we were playing it on the road, driving through the the desert, just just north of Mexico. We could see Mexico just to the south of us and it was this was a perfect soundtrack as we're driving through the desert on the way to Yuma. Sorry, one thing I wanted to mention that we didn't mention during the conversation with Derek is there's one cover song on this album and I don't know too much about it. Um, I don't know the band but the song uh, Let Me Look at the Sun was a cover from the band The Hot Dogs. Did you know that? I, I had to look it up um, uh, from their 1973 album, Say What You Mean, but the rest of it. It's all, a great song. So, yeah, it is a great song. And I'm curious. I want to hear that original version. I don't know how it differs, if anything, but um, yeah. So. Well, I think we need to do a side-by-side listen then, Jack. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> and um, again, we, I just wanted to thank Derek C. for coming on. Um, we love him as a member of the Rain Parade. We mentioned before, plays with Chocolate Watch Band, um, plays with all kinds of people as a session guitar player, has an amazing collection of music. Um, Derek uh, also sells records. Yes, I was going to say, I mean, serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Serious. Absolutely. Uh, seller and uh, definitely look him up. But I, I think he's listening. Discounts, yeah, yeah, I think it's Derek C. Music. Uh, correct well, uh if not you can find him also uh he has a social media presence um uh, definitely on facebook and uh but uh he's just 
good guy all around and uh when uh, he puts pen to paper he's got great message you know great songs to sing and uh yeah very positive dude i'm glad that he took time out of his busy schedule to talk to us about landslide eyes and album that we definitely landslide (laughs) yes depending on what side you're listening to there you go there you go all right soraya wow this was fun and uh yeah go listen go yes. go buy it yeah it's worth it yeah and you by all means um Derek has encouraged you to go listen to it before you buy so you know what you're getting but I'm guessing if you listen to it you're gonna want to buy it yep we did <laughs> it's true it's so true all right Jeff uh I hate to say it but it's over then we should say goodbye yeah. But, you know, we'll be back again. We will. Uh, talking about something else. So, <sighs> mi gente, agrubiar. Groove on, Paisley people.
Keep on up. 